Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Two Pete in a Podcast. This is Dr. Simon Strawn, and with me is Dr. Michael Platten. Hello, Mike. Hello. So last week we started on the journey of looking at pneumonia and we went through the signs and symptoms uh, and then we broke and now we are going to go into what causes pneumonia and how we treat pneumonia and how we investigate pneumonia and what the warning signs are for you at home. Um, So pneumonia is always an infection in terms of what we're speaking about Um, and I'm saying that because you can get other irritations in the lung. Uh, that we call a pneumonitis that could be mm. from stuff you breathe in or... Yeah, like a chemical pneumonitis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's rather talk about infections. And again, we always break infections up into bacteria, viruses, fungi. All of those things can cause uh, chest infections and pneumonia. Even worms. Even worms can. Ascaris. But you see, but that's more <laughs> a pneumonitis. Again, yes, yes, see, yes, yes. That's more a pneumonitis than an infection. So um, the most common in children are viruses. Um, so any of these respiratory viruses can end up as a pneumonia. Thank goodness they usually don't. And if they end up as a pneumonia, they are generally a bronchopneumonia. They don't generally cause segments of the lung to be completely clogged and blocked and infected. Yeah. Uh, and with these viruses, as we all know, it's not a heck of a lot we can do about them other than support the patient through the healing process and support the body to kill off the virus. Yeah. But again, just remember, viruses are generally going to present with your upper respiratory snotty nose that could develop a fever. Then you start to cough. Then you start to have rapid breathing. Then you start mm. to get chest pain. So it progresses down. Progresses. Whereas with bacteria, they certainly can present literally off the bat. You can wake up in the morning and you're coughing and feverish and you've got a pneumonia. Yeah. Um, and then you get bacteria that masquerade as viruses. Mm-hmm. Also in the lungs. Yes. And they require a different type of medicine. But if we need, if we have some time, we'll cover that later. But yeah, your bacteria, the most common bacteria that we have is pneumococcus. And that is caused by streptococcus pneumoniae. And that affects the whole respiratory system from ears all the way down, tonsils, including the throat and into the lungs, causing a severe pneumonia. As does Haemophilus. I mean, you mentioned yes. that. So those are the two most common, the pneumococcus and the Haemophilus which are two bacteria that cause these things. Uh, but the good news, the good news is we're vaccinated against them. Mm-hmm. And the, the change, the frequency of pneumonia that I've witnessed in my pediatric life over the last 30 years has been absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We see much less severe pneumonia in children because we vaccinate against pneumococcus and haemophilus. Yeah. So before I started specializing, we... I don't think we had had that much uh, pneumococcal vaccine, vaccines around. And we were so they, a lot they were introduced in South Africa in 2009. Yeah. Actually, then, then yeah, while I was uh, studying. Mm. And then, yeah, I finished in 20, 2009. So before then, we had lots of pneumonias. Yep. And then afterwards, when I started specializing, there was definitely a re- reduction. So I had those severe ones that popped through every now and then. But that's what you expect. You're going to have a... A distribution like not, not severe pneumonias and a very small number of very severe pneumonias and in between you have a good amount of normal pneumonias that respond very readily to treatment yeah so now if we're going to see a 
patient who presents with a severe pneumonia from a pneumococcus or haemophilus, our very first thought is this patient has something else wrong with them mm. because they haven't responded to their vaccines or yes. they weren't vaccinated. Mm. But in fully vaccinated children, it is exceptionally rare to see these bad pneumococcal and haemophilus uh, pneumonias. But we always think about it. <laughs> you know, when children present the sick, these things always come into our mind. And when we choose what antibiotic we are going to use to treat a bacterial pneumonia, because you do need antibiotics, these are the bacteria that we aim for yeah. in our antibiotic choice. There are other bacteria that cause it, but they... Less it's common. not really important for, for this that, that, that there will be fancy names that won't mean a lot. Yeah. But it's just uh, that we are aware of them. We think about them all the time. But invariably, the antibodies that we use to treat the pneumococcus and the haemophilus will treat the majority of other bacteria that are there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so we've gone through what it is. Oh, how do we investigate? <laughs> Clinically. Well, Which well, we've discussed. That's very interesting. I mean, the point <laughs> is that if, if a patient presents and they have got all of the signs of pneumonia, you know the thing of like, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Mm. So if you've examined the patient, they've presented with the right symptoms, you've examined them and found that they've got a particular area in their lung that is uh, infected. Do you need to do you an x probably <laughs> don't. You probably don't need to do a lot. You can just treat, treat them and they will get better in 24 to 48 hours. And mm. That's how quickly you get better. Yeah. So, But generally, generally, I mean, if we're admitting somebody to hospital because they've got a pneumonia, we're admitting them because they're really ill. They mm. might need oxygen. They may be so sick that they're not uh, drinking particularly well. But by far the majority of pneumonias you can treat out of hospital. Because even though you're breathing quickly, you don't necessarily need oxygen. But in hospital, you're going to do the basic bloods to see that your immune system is responding as you would expect to the bacteria that's or the virus that's causing the pneumonia. You would look at some markers of uh, the, the level of activity of infection and you'd do a chest x-ray. Mm. So I think that's a segue into when to be concerned and reasons for admission. Yes. I think you've already covered most of the reasons for admission, which is uh, difficulty breathing. A difficulty with oxygenation, so not getting enough oxygen, or just a very sick-looking child that isn't able to cope at home. Yes, and they or, or they're that sick that they're not drinking sufficiently and potentially yes, dehydrating yes. because rapid breathing and pulse rates will add uh, lead towards dehydration in their own. Mm. So ergo, therefore, their reasons for admission would be those. <laughs> yes. So not getting enough oxygen, working too hard, not being awake enough to actually keep themselves hydrated and drink their own medicine that would actually, well, like the antibiotics. That's probably covered most of the things that we would be worried about. So the last thing is, when would you need to bring your child to come see a medical practitioner? As we always say, if you're concerned. Second thing is, if they are breathing, like the younger they are, the faster they're breathing is always an issue. So with younger children less than two, if they're breathing more than 60 breaths per minute, uh, if they are just breathing faster than normal and they are showing the signs of respiratory distress, meaning flaring of the nose, of the nostrils, uh, the pulling in or the tugging of the, the skin just above the breastbone, like Simon had said, the recessions or retractions, and just being uncomfortable. Like if you're seeing blueness anywhere on your child's lips and tongue and you're a bit late. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the point is that if, if your child has a pneumonia and a pneumonia that's going to need treatment, you're not going to miss it. Hmm. Your child's going to be sick. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be more than just the snotty nose and the wet cough and the, 
a little bit of uh, irritation that they get when they get the viral infections. As Mike mm-hmm. says, they're going to be in respiratory distress. They're not going to be drinking. They're going to have raging fevers. They're going to be miserable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, don't. And I think the, the point about it is that sometimes you might well have seen a healthcare professional at some point in the day or two before it and may have become a pneumonia. Mm-hmm. If you're on medication because you've seen somebody, don't sit and wait for that medication to work. If your child is clinically, to your eyes, looking worse, rather get them reassessed. Yeah. Also just because the night is coming. <laughs> you don't want to be stuck alone. I guess there's casualty in all those other places, but rather get a check during the day because generally children get worse at night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's wrap it up there. And as always, if your children have allowed you to. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.care4kids.co.za. And that's the numeral four. And subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. At Two Pete in a Podcast. At Two Pete in a Podcast. TWO, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.